When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you to our sponsors, the Wall Street Memes Casino, with over 5,000 custom games to choose from. Enjoy live dealers and in-play sports betting, from football to esports. Get a 200% sign-up bonus on your initial deposit up to $25,000. Use code IFLTV24. Deposit now by visiting Wall Street Memes Casino today. 18 plus only, please gamble responsibly. Welcome to episode 31 of Talk Smart with Pew and McCart. I'm Andrew McCart, that is young Joe Pew over there. Um, Joe, first and foremost, how are you this fine Sunday afternoon? Yeah, just about afternoon. I think um, same as you, a little bit tired, a bit, a bit worse for wear on this yes. Sunday afternoon. We both stayed up and... Um, yeah, a bit of a late one. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, I was out with my wife last night. We had a nice dinner and I ended up staying, for some reason, I ended up staying up till three o'clock in the morning, which is, isn't me, Joe. It's not me. But you stayed up for the John Ryder, Jaime Munguia fight. Um, I've literally watched the highlights this morning on YouTube. And I tell you what, man, uh, what a fight. I, I want to do, we'll touch on Jaime Munguia, but I just want to give credit to, to, to John Ryder and basically like a thanks to John Ryder man that guy is an absolute warrior he's done everything in boxing fought the best he hasn't sometimes he might not have got the decisions his way but he's just kept tight probably one of the nicest guys you've ever met I'm sure you've met John he's, he's, a, he's a lovely guy yeah. But yeah just touch talk to me about John Ryder and what he's done for this sport yeah great guy been in his resume is absolutely fantastic winning or losing he always comes and brings it and Okay, he didn't win a world title, but I think he done what some former world champions would have preferred in later life because he certainly kind of made his bank account a world champion over the past few fights. Um, I know you want the belt up in up on the mantelpiece, but at least he's got a very, very big mantelpiece instead, mate, because yeah. uh, he's definitely reaped the rewards and, yeah, wish him all, all the best because... Uh, Great, great, great servant with a great, great resume. Definitely. And being at 35 years old and the career he's had, and I, I think that Eddie Hearn touched on it, saying that maybe this is time to call it, hang up the gloves for John. But, yeah, but we can't we can't not talk about Jaime Munguia, though. I mean, what an absolute wow. monster he is. And when you look at that super middleweight division, there's three Mexicans at the top, Canelo, Benavidez, and Munguia. Now, yeah. we'll, we'll touch on that sort of situation right now at the top of the tree, but obviously... What he did to John Ryder was just was perfect almost in terms of picking his shots. Never rushed, and every shot was crisp. Um, fair play to John. He showed heart of a line to get up and to continue to uh, press the fight and wanting to fight. But I just think Jaime Munguia, his short selection and the way he throws his punches, he doesn't rush. And you look at like that, that sort of style, man. It's, I said it's a fan-friendly style because you're almost guaranteed a flush knockdown. You know what I mean? A, a, a nasty-looking knockdown from Munguia. And it was just an absolutely outstanding performance. Yeah, it certainly was. I think it was 
a terrible, terrible nightmare start for John Ryder and it kind of put him on the back foot. <laughs> and he was taking risks where he probably didn't need to take mm-hmm. if he hadn't been knocked down twice in the first four rounds. Um, so it was an uphill battle, but boy, did he lay out on the line. He left everything in there. Um, he would have carried on. He would have got up and carried on fighting through to that next round. But yeah, he, he was saved. Great team, pulled him out. And again, does he retire? Maybe as a little homecoming, just a, a little final hurrah in London, mm. maybe. Um, but yeah, I think the last time he fought in London was against Danny Jacobs. And that was yeah, Ali Pally in, I think, might be 2022. It could be. So yeah, I think uh, whatever he decides... Is right for him, but yeah, John Ryder's definitely given us some great fight, fights over the years. Definitely, and like I say, he's had thirty nine fights, um, going out on a win. Same, same way like Anthony Crawler. Do you remember Anthony Crawler yeah. had that farewell sort of fight in Manchester and, and we go back in the win column, ended his career on a win. John's sitting on 30, 39 fights. Let's give him, let's get him to forty. Homecoming in London. Um, obviously a good fight. You don't want to get much just a pick and fight, but get back, finish your career on a win and a nice round number four zero in London. I think that 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 will be absolutely sweet for for John Ryder. But Jaime Munguia again, I just want to touch on the knockdowns and stuff like that as well. And like I said to you, Joe, when you look at the top of the tree in the super middleweight division, there's only three men up there. They're all Mexican. Do you know what I mean? Canelo has said that he doesn't want to have that Mexican rivalry, and I can't see why. I can't see why he doesn't want to fight Benavidez. I think he said, I, I can't remember the quote or some, what he said, so don't quote me on this. It was something along the line that he doesn't want to fight a Mexican because it's not good for Mexico. Or something along them lines. Do you remember the quote he said? He said he doesn't want to fight a fellow Mexican because it's 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 not good for Mexico in terms of having two Mexicans fight each other. Or something along them lines. Again, I'll probably get comments or something and whatnot, but there was something along the lines of him saying that, that that's the reason why he doesn't want to fight Benavidez. But when you look at... Like, Barrera, Morales, do you know what I mean? You look at all these sort of trilogy fights and the, what mm. they put on the line when you again, you don't want to stereotype, but I'm going to say stereotype. When you get two Mexicans in the ring against each other, you don't, you're guaranteed a, a war, you're guaranteed a bloodbath, or however you want, a barnstormer, however you want to describe it, you're almost guaranteed that. So I don't understand why Canel doesn't want to give the fans what they want in terms I like, I'm not saying that Canel's scared because look who he's faced. I'm not saying that he's scared to <clears throat> fight Benavidez. I'm just saying, why not give the fans what they want in terms of this Benavidez fight that we're screaming for? If not Benavidez, why not Jaime Munguia? Do you know what I mean? I think he has to. He'll have to. He'll have to um, fight Munguia or Benavidez. I think it's more likely with <laughs> Canelo's current contractual situations will be fighting Benavidez, but Munguia's definitely in there. He's still very, very young. And I think Jaime Munguia is the future of that division. I think he's been taken... Taking it relatively slow as he moved through the weight divisions because obviously he got the massive win against Liam Smith all those years ago, and that was down at 154, and now he's mm-hmm. up uh, in the super middleweight division. And he has taken it slow, and he half been criticised for not taking the big fights and the big fights. But John Ryder was the perfect fight at the perfect time, and now he rolls on really with a perfect start to 2024. And you want, you, you need a world title by the end of 2024 mm-hmm. because. How long can Canelo keep all four of those belts? Well, I say he has. He can't WBC. keep it forever. No, nope, he can't. And I'm sure the WBC. I think it was a, that was a silver title or something along the lines that mm. he won last night. I think WBC will need to to, to put a mandatory out there or something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? From the face someday, unless uh, a big fight cut like a like the Bevel rematch. Who knows? Bevel doesn't want it. It seems 
Um, and the Jaime Munguia fight, though, for Canelo, <clears throat> with the golden boy and Oscar De La Hoya, um, I think that might be a little bit too hard to make. But in terms of, as a fan, Joe, when you're looking at this Munguia, the way, he's, the way he boxes, the way Canelo boxes, that structure, that solid frame, I mean, you're just going to get the bombs go. Benavides is a wee bit probably easier fight to make because Canelo's worked with PBC before. He um, He's fought a lot of their fighters. Uh, so he's done business with them. I know he does his own sort of promoting. He, he's his own boss. Um, so it's an easier fight to make, but probably a way harder fight, I believe. Um, Benavides is, is, what, six foot something or other, six foot two, six foot three, huge monster, can punch uh, as hard as a mule kicks. Um, so, yes, yeah, it's... it's Again, Canelo's done everything, man. You can't grudge that man just doing what he wants in his career because he has fought the Mayweathers, the Golovkins, the Callum Smiths, do you know what I mean? The Danny Jacobs, he's, he, Billy Joe Saunders. He's fought them all, so it's not like he's scared. I just I just think that he doesn't want to fight a fellow Mexican, that's in his own words, but I think as fight fans, Joe, we want to see it. We want to see two Mexicans go to war. I think that's just... That's what boxing's all about, is just giving us the fight that the fans want. And I think the fans have been screaming. You just need to look at some of the comments on videos on Instagram of the Munguia fight. It was like, fight Canelo, but Benavides first and stuff like this. And yeah. so the, we're, we're, we're asking for it. We're wanting it. Um, but Canelo, you're yawning there, young man. You must, you're shy. I know. Yeah, Carl, I, thought, I, thought, I thought I got away with that one, mate. I thought oh, I got away so with that one. It was one of them ones where you don't want to yawn. You don't want to be too rude. You're going... Yeah, that's the one, mate. But that, that's what that's what it does to you when uh, you sign up for these big fights. So at least I've got an excuse. I'm staying there to make sure I've got all the knowledge for today, mate. Definitely, mate. But listen, Benavides Canelo, be honest, be honest with me, Joe. Do you see it happening? Yes. Yes. Okay, good. I like the optimism. Uh, I, I do see it happening. I think probably uh, September, I, I think. Um I think he's been spoke about the other Charlo, mm-hmm. do a, a one-two of Charlos, and then you look who else is out there, and I think you quite simply have to do Benavides. Benavides coming off the back of a great 2023. Mm-hmm. Caleb Parler, Andrade, it's really kind of the tier under Canelo. Mm-hmm. So there's nowhere for Canelo. Mm-hmm. Unless Canelo moves up again, and wants to if he gets the Bivol match, we don't know what's happening with Viterbi having Bivol. Unless that happens, which it doesn't look like it now, there is nowhere else Canelo can go apart from David Benavides or Jaime Munguia. And realistically, it is David Benavides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I agree, and I think that, like I said, that's the easiest fight to make. And yeah, who knows with the way Saudi Arabia is playing the game right now and what they're doing. Um, Money, they can probably get that fight made because they really want the big fights. And um, again, we we'll need to wait and see what this year looks like because we're, we're still into January and we're, we're starting to see these fights being made. And these Eddie Hearn, excuse me, I got something in my mouth there. Eddie Hearn versus Matchroom Cause looks like we're going to get Bevel Better Be- uh, in June out in Saudi Arabia. So the fights that we're wanting, I think we've all been wanting that Better Be- Bevel fight for so long. We wanted the Undisputed Heavyweight for so long. We're getting them. So I think the way boxing is and the fighters and promoters and networks, they're all starting to come together for the greater good and that's to put on the best fights. Um, and I, I, I'm i optimistic as well. I think we will see it. I think we will see this fight. Um, and that'll make my day when we do see it because I think 
that Benavides fight with Canelo, Bebel Bev, Usyk Fury, Joshua Fury, maybe, who knows, in the in the end of the year. That would be probably the best year of boxing since I've been in the sport. Do you know what I mean? I think that if we get the, if we get all four of them fights, that would probably be the best year in boxing since I've been a, a boxing fan. But hands down. Yeah, I think last year takes some beating, but if we do mm-hmm. get them, I think we are... Uh... We may be on the way to a, a very, very happy life as a boxing fan. But uh, should we move on to <laughs> Belfast? Yes, sir. Right. A, a, a guy that I know very well in Lewis Crocker. I've known him. I was at his, uh, his earlier fights in Belfast when he was fighting on the undercards um, of like the Carl Framptons and all these guys yep. all them years ago. But now he's based in Glasgow. He's literally 15 minutes away from me, Lewis Crocker. Um, I've, I've witnessed him spar leading up to this fight and... Yeah, that 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 Eddie Hearns called him a mini Golovkin, right? And sometimes when you get tagged with that, you get that. You know what I mean? It can come unstuck at sometimes, and you might you'll get found. Mm. You're not really are the Golovkin, but I mean, this guy is a welterweight, but hits like a a, a fucking heavyweight man. He's just an absolute monster. And the way that what I noticed with, with Crocker when he was sparring Joe, right? He sets little traps. He, he's got a high guard. He comes in like this. But he, you just need to, he just catches the shot, boom, boom, and he comes back with a quick catch and shoot. He's 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 such a powerful, intelligent. Maybe the way he boxes with a high guard and he walks forward and he's marauding like this, you might think that he's not much of a boxer. But yes, he, he can box, he can fight, he can brawl, he can knock you out, he can just keep you on the end of his jab. The young kid has got absolutely everything, and that one four seven pound division has been a marquee division in boxing for so long. When you look at the Sugar Ray Lens in the past, the Durans in the past, you've got Pacquiao, the Mayweathers, you know what I mean, the Earl Spences, the Terence Crawford. Welterweight has always been that sort of marquee division. Do you know what I mean? And I think we're chucking a little bit of that Lewis Crocker in there. Um, I, I'm not saying he's world level yet. I'm not saying he beats any of these guys. I'm saying that he has got the the style, which is going to put bums on seats. He's exciting. He can knock you out, and he's going to be an asset to this one four seven pound division. And I, I'm looking forward to what the future holds for this young man because I really, really, really am a fan of the way he uh, approaches the game. Another man I'm a big fan of is Chev Clark, mm-hmm. who uh, destroyed Tommy McCarthy to the body. McCarthy proves time and time again he gets in there with the big domestic guys that <laughs> crashes of a fight. Mm. Two great ones with WBO world champ now, Crystal and Smith. And a really, really good test for Chev mm. early on in his career. Chev's mandatory for the British title, I believe, but that's kind of tied up at the minute. So he's gone in against Tommy McCarthy and he's taken him out in an unbelievable fashion. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about Chev and I really want to see him for that British title soon. I don't think it's going to be against Isaac Chamberlain because I know Chamberlain's got his eyes set on the European title. Um, but let, let's get a big fight made for Chef Clark uh, because he's really burst onto the scene now and uh, he it, it's impossible to hold him back. Mm. And I like Chef Clark because he's not the biggest in terms of height at cruiserweight. No. I think he's maybe a, an inch or two bigger than me. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But he is solid. And again, he, he's one of them fighters. I like those fighters that come in with the attitude where I'm, I'm knocking you out. Like, that's the only way I'm going to... Not the only way I'm going to win, but they've got the attitude where I'm going in there to hurt you, I'll knock you out, we can shake hands at the end. Same as Lewis Crocker, same as Mungia, same as these guys we just spoke about. They just go in there with the bad intentions. And again, when, you, when, when you're when you a fighter and you go in with bad intentions, 
again, we keep talking about it. It's the fans. We we enjoy it. We sit, we mean me and you, Joe, we sit here on a Sunday and we talk about it because we're excited about these young fighters. I I'm excited about Lewis Crocker. You just said that you're really, really excited about Chef Clark, the way he approaches the game and he, Tommy McCarthy's a solid, solid cruiserweight. On paper, probably the toughest test for Chef Clark. And look look what he done there. So the cruiserweight division, I think, with Jaya Pataya, Chris Bum Smith, Richard Riakpo, Isaac Chamberlain, Chef Clark, uh, Bradis, I probably missed a couple out. But when you look at that cruiserweight division, the, the fighters in the UK, we've got a good number of fighters in the UK right now mm-hmm. that can probably dominate that division alongside Jaya Pattaya. And I can see Jaya Pattaya fighting a lot of our fighters, UK fighters, in the near future. Because like I say, Chef Clark is knocking on the door. 32, is he? How old is Chef Clark? I know yeah, he's, he's, he's no spring chicken. He's yeah. definitely in his 30s. Uh, but extensive amateur career, so he can be fast-tracked a bit. Yeah, and I, I agree. I hope he can get that fast-track because, like I say, David Jameson, Tommy McCarthy, he's beat already and he's stopped both of these guys. that are tough yeah. to stop. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm really, really, really excited for, for Chef Clark. Lewis Crocker as well, 27 years old, I think Lewis is. Um, and that, that uh, go just let the yawn out, Joe. Just let it out. No, that wasn't a yawn. That wasn't a yawn, mate. I was promise that? you now, that was not a yawn. All right, I'll, I'll let you off. That, that was not you. You're looking now, though. You're trying <laughs> to find it, mate. That one wasn't a yawn. Right, I'll, 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 I'll let it out. I'm proud now, mate. No, you can put like a poll on Instagram now on your feed. What I'll do is I'll clip that video, right? And I'll put okay. a poll out and say, was Joe about to yawn? And we'll see what the... Okay. We'll see what Maybe you stop me. Maybe you stop me in my tracks, mate. <laughs> Maybe if you got me in about two seconds later, then you would have seen me yawn. But Listen, I don't think we quite got there. Fair play to you, Joe. You stayed up last night to watch John Ryder and uh, you done better than me anyway. So I, I can't stay up for fights no more. So fair play to you on that one. But shall we take a, a hard segue to next week? Because like I say, uh, the fights keep on rolling. Um, yes, they do. An absolute monster of a fight for us UK fight fans in Dan Aziz and Buatzi. Uh, you're from London, well, from that area down there. I know you, uh, yep. you're a Cockney boy, you know what I mean, mate? You're from that sort of thing. How big a fight is this for London and, and uh, that sort of uh, that area? Well, it's a huge fight domestically, first of all, Dan Aziz versus mm-hmm. Joshua Buatzi, but... As I'm told, it's a bit, it's not really my area, it's more South London, I'm East London kind of Essex, but I've been told, and if I go south of the river, people are talking about this left, right and centre. Um, Yeah, it's a real, real friends become foes in there, they've sparred up hundreds of rounds together, they've got great respect for each other. Joshua Boatsy didn't even really want to fight Dan Aziz, he's openly admitted that, but he said, look, it's the final eliminator, you've got to do it, You've got to put friendship aside mm-hmm. for this fight. And now there is a little bit, a little bit of bad intent there because of how soon and how close the fight was to happening before Dan Aziz pulled out with an injury. Mm-hmm. And I think Joshua Boatsy was a lot disarmed by that a whole lot because it was only two, three days before the fight that the fight got called off last time. So hopefully, well, think everything across that we do get this time. I think we will, we are going to get it. Feb 3rd, Wembley Arena, proper 50-50 fight, final eliminator for the WBA light heavyweight title, I think it is. Uh, listen, uh, it's a fight that I'm looking forward to. And I, how many times have I said this on this podcast, Joe, when you're fighting for that British title, mm. do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter if it's uh, if you're a 
a, 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 like Boatsy and Dan Aziz, you could probably say they're good enough to win world titles, but some guys fight for that British title and that might be their limit. But it doesn't matter if it's your limit, that British title, or you're going to be a future world champion. When you fight for that British title, that is your world title, so to speak, because it means so much to a lot of these uh, these British fighters. And we're, I can, oh, I'm going to say it right now on, on this podcast. We're gonna. I got, this is going to be fireworks. It's going to be a barnstormer. This is going to be excitement. There's going to be drama. There's going to be cuts, knockdowns. I'm telling you right now, this is going to have everything, all the ingredients for an absolute magnificent fight. And uh, I'm I'm really really looking forward to it. And like I say, that light heavyweight division with Bevel and Berbiev happening in June. I don't think whoever becomes undisputed, will they want to fulfill all these mandatories like we spoke about? Who knows? Will these belts become fragment if there's a rematch clause? Who knows? So the onus right now is more than the British title for these two fighters and Dan Aziz and Joshua Boatsy because if you win, you'll be have one eye on that undisputed fight happening in June and you'll be thinking, thinking, right, where's that title going? Is it becoming vacant? Am I getting a shot at it next? Is that what's going to happen till the end of the year? You know what I mean? So there's more to it. There's more riding on this than just that British and Commonwealth title. Is it for the British? I don't think it is for the British title. Um, is it not? Dan Aziz got British, think- is it not? I think because he won the European, I don't know if he still got it. And then I think it's just for the WBA final eliminator. I might be wrong, mate. I might. Oh, be you wrong. might be. I don't know. I'm. I'm sure he's. But when he but whether it's for the British title, whether it's not for the British title, it doesn't matter because it's still going to bring. Come on, let me just. Uh, bring sometimes, sometimes box rec. No, sometimes box rec give you the what what's on the line for it. So let me just double check because I don't want to. British. Who is the British light heavyweight champion? It used to, it was Dan Aziz. It was Dan Aziz, yeah. And Boxrex saying for the British and Commonwealth titles, yeah. Are they? Yeah, that's what well, well that's what Boxrex saying listen what, My can... mistake then. Completely my mistake then. I apologize. But yeah. That's Boxrex joke. Yeah, that's Boxrex. Yeah, it's Boxrex. <laughs> Also on Saturday, the return of Conor Ben against Peter mm-hmm. Thompson, you know, really kind of his first big step. Mm. I know he had a comeback fight against Roscoe, which ended up proving to be a quite a tough fight for mm-hmm. Conor Ben to come back to. But Peter Thompson, first test. And what? Oh, my God. I'm so excited for this card because Essex is taking over Vegas. You've got Johnny Fisher on the card. You've got George Lillard. Oh, mate, I absolutely can't wait. Wish I was in Vegas for that one because uh, the it's boss soldiers... The Bosch soldiers. I think it's UK time. Oh, so it is. No, you're right. It is half past two in Vegas. Yeah. Is, yes, so it's UK time. You're right. Yes. ring Perfect, UK man. Time. So, oh, mate. Yeah, the pubs will be packed in Essex for that one. And uh, yeah, big, big, big start of a big year for Conor Ben, hopefully. Yeah, definitely. And I think Peter Dobson as well. He's had a couple of men to have a couple of fights over here in the, in the UK that have, I think have fell through. I think maybe yeah. Keeping a Jargo was one of them. Um, and there was another one down the line as well. So he's probably going to be a little bit peed off to the fact that these fights haven't happened in the UK and he's fighting a, a British fighter in, in Conor Ben Now, Conor Ben will have a target on his back. He doesn't have a world title, but he's got no. that name. He's been in the, he's been in the news of, of late, for a lot lately. Um, so he's got that target on his back where he's going to be, he's a huge scalp for anybody. Do you know what I mean? And I think if you have Conor Ben on your record, then... Stratosphere, do you know what I mean? You're you're there because all the, the your, your followers on Instagram will probably go up up tenfold. Your 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 ranking will go up ten more places. So 
Pierre Dobson is a dangerous fighter for for Conor Ben, but the way Conor Ben trains, I, I mean, you follow him on Instagram, Conor Ben. Mm. You can see the way that man trains. Again, you're, yeah. only snippet, you're only seeing snippets on Instagram, so you're going to take that with a pinch of salt. But the ferocity that and the ferociousness that he's punching them bags and hitting them pads and like you you you'll see on his Instagram story, it'll come up half past three in the morning, road work. I mean, who still does that yeah. as a fighter? Who gets up at half past three, four o'clock in the morning? Old school. Track, but old school. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm absolutely buzzing for that. And like you say, Essex is taking over. Big Bosch, the Bosch, even Big uh, Big John, he's out there. And there's, there's American Bosch soldiers out there, soldiers out there. Uh, so, uh, listen, that Bosch army is worldwide. Not just when Essex, they're, they're worldwide. They're taking over. And you said George Lillard as well, who's an exciting young fighter. Uh, yeah. Can't wait for it, Joe. It's going to be an exciting weekend. And like you say, that like you reminded me, it's UK time because I think yeah. Ring Walk is half past two Vegas time. So buzzing. Yeah, so don't hard. set your alarm up for our four in the morning, mate, to go up for yeah. Conor Bing, because it would happened about five hours before. But yeah. <laughs> you know what, Vass? I'm not doing I won't be staying up that late again. I'm absolutely shattered today. I stayed up till three. You stood up for the John Ryder fight, man. Uh, yeah, so a lot to talk about next week in terms of. We'll break down the fights and talk about Conor Ben and that huge British title uh, fight next week as well. So, again, we'll probably be flicking through the channels to watch each one. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be an absolute cracking show next week. We'll try and get a guest on. Um, I'll probably try and speak to Conor if he's got time um, out in Vegas, if he's got a spare yeah. 10 minutes. And we'll, we'll, we'll ask him if he can come on and be a guest. Uh, but, yeah, Joe. I know you've got a family dinner you're going out to, so listen, try and get a wee half hour nap in, because I don't want you yawning at the dinner table, all right? Yeah, I don't want to fall asleep in my roast dinner, mate. Definitely That would be a waste. I've seen you do it before, though. Oh, maybe. No, I couldn't waste food, mate. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> listen, Joe. Uh, Andrew, thank you very much, mate. Anytime, I'll see brother. You next week. Yes, I'll see you next week, Joe. Enjoy your day, and I'll speak to you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.